Today, I'm going to give you some life hacks for stress, anxiety, and depression with a good friend of mine, Dr. Trina Boyce. We're going to talk about physical tips you can do, emotional tips you can do, and who doesn't need life hacks for these important things because we need all the help we can get to make it through this crazy coronavirus year. So stay tuned. Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. Welcome, my friends. This, here we are, beginning of November of 2020, and this has just been a crazy year. I, I'm constantly amazed by all of the challenges so many people are facing, and some of the challenges due to COVID-19 have been very, very weighty. Um, there's been a lot of people who are struggling because of all the change, there's been an increased amount of stress, anxiety, depression, and um, even suicide rates. So this is a topic that is, is, is a really challenging one to, to juggle and handle and deal with. But in order to do so, I am so pleased to bring back my guest from last week, Dr. Trina Boyce. For those of you who were unable to catch our, my interview with Trina last week, I'm going to do a brief introduction, and then we're going to talk about this topic that is so important and so needed right now. And Trina does it with such a positive, positive voice, and she even has some free giveaways. So... Dr. Trina Boyce is the number one best-selling author of 31 books, and she was named the California Young Mother of the Year, which really amuses her four sons. She teaches online, she has creates online courses, and she's got a free offer for you guys later um, in today's podcast. She's a movie critic on moviereviewmom.com. She has a daily podcast on Alexa called Daily Inspirational Quote with Trina. And last week, we were blessed to have her talking to us about parenting and the miscarriages that she experienced and the lessons she learned from those. So if you didn't catch last week's episode, go back and take a listen uh, to get more of the background on Dr. Trina Boyce and her story. So, so let's transition a little bit into this um, topic of anxiety and depression because there and stress because there's a lot of that in the world today there's a lot of stress and anxiety and even more depression since uh covid-19 hit this is a topic that i think it's good to learn about and be aware of and and be able to learn coping strategies because we are not immune to it. And we may have situational depression, like when you had your miscarriage for your baby, it was because of hormones and it was just a quick temporary thing. But but there are circumstances in life, like if you have a loved one pass away, where 
it, it can dramatically change and affect you and you may be grieving for a while. So what advice or tips would you give to someone who is struggling with a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, or even depression? You're absolutely right. I think in a normal world, everybody has moments of depression, anxiety, and stress. That's just life. Uh, I, you mentioned I teach online for a university, and one I was grading an assignment this morning, in fact, and one of my students asked me a question in his assignment. He said, what am I supposed to do because I think everything is going my way, and then it doesn't anymore. Mm. <laughs> and I wrote back and I said, you know what? That's life. Mm-hmm. So part of it, as I mentioned earlier, is expectations. If you think life is meant to be perfect and rosy all the time, no wonder you're going to be disappointed and depressed. That's not the plan. Now, personally, I believe that one of the reasons why we're here on earth is to learn and grow. And as you mentioned before, how do we possibly learn and grow if everything is the same, everything is stable, everything is happy, everything is good and easy? Well, we don't. We stagnate, actually. And you have to constantly be working on a new goal or a new challenge in order to, as you said, learn more about yourself and what you are capable of even doing. So part of it is just recognizing that there will be challenges. Now, who could have foreseen this pandemic? Well, I guess if you look at history, you could say, well, we were due, you know, the last one was a hundred years ago. So, (laughs) you know, but nobody had that on their radar for 2020. You know, we all started the year. This is going to be the best year ever. We all had our goals. I went out and bought this awesome planner, which has turned out to not be very helpful this year (laughs) as I cross out all of the things that I had planned on doing this year, you know, but knowing that life is going to have twists and turns, that's super helpful just to know. Um, And then I mentioned to you earlier before we started recording that I grew up with um, a dad who was very staunch and very capable, um, emotionally, physically, top of his game, and of course demanded and expected that of all of his kids. And so of course, We've been a huge disappointment to him. (laughs) I'm only partially kidding. But, um, you know, I grew up with the attitude of what's wrong with these people if they have to go to a shrink. You know, my dad would say, well, you don't have to go to a shrink. You just suck it up. You know, he was definitely Mm -hmm. the, the mentality of get some grit, get some resilience, you know, just suck it up. And so I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. What's wrong with all these people that can't handle X, Y, or Z. And I knew, I realized back when I was in high school for the first time, I noticed once a month, I wasn't thinking logically. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, I wonder if those are related. And yes, they are. Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) and so having babies and hormones and all that kind of stuff that honestly for women, and I hope this doesn't sound sexist, but women are twice as likely to have depression as men. So that was kind of like a light bulb moment for me when I realized, huh, my my body has to do with 
my emotions. I mean, my brain activity and it, and the food that I'm consuming and the exercise I'm getting or not getting. And in fact, I've talked with a lot of therapists and they say the very first thing that they do before they sit down and listen to their client's stories is to ask them to get a physical exam. Let's make sure your body is working correctly. Let's mm. address the, the immediate needs of your body. Are you eating good, healthy food? Because that will help you to feel more clear-minded. When I eat junk food and garbage and I have a sweet tooth, I start to have cloudy thoughts, you know, and I'm not working at my most alert ability. And I recognize that. Um, you know, so getting enough sleep. I recognize that when I don't get enough sleep, I'm cranky and irritable and don't think straight. Mm -hmm. So first you need to address those physical conditions of your own body and then look at the physical conditions of where you are. You know, if you don't have windows open and you're not getting that vitamin D from the sunshine, that could be affecting your mood. Mm -hmm. um, if you're in a dirty house, that can affect it. My husband and I are exactly the same. Whenever there's junk everywhere, we both kind of get cranky with each other. And then we it's happened enough that we're like, okay, clearly we need to straighten up this house, you know, <laughs> because it really affects our mood and our attitude. So look at your physical environment of your body. Then look out at your outside environment and having a candle or aromatherapy going, you know, smells can really change your mood as well. I believe in the power of essential oils. And so that can affect your environment as well. And mm. then of course, it's extending further your social environment. The people that you surround your life with, are they uplifting and inspiring? Or when you get together, do you just both go down this complaining spiral and leave each other feeling like, well, I got that off my chest, but you don't feel any better, you mm -hmm. know? So surround yourself with people that pull you up. I have a girlfriend who is always trying new things and involved in this and that and the other and exposing me to new things that I didn't even know were out there. And I love her for that. And, you know, we have different relationships with different friends. I have other friends where I absolutely can, I, I call it vomit all over them emotionally. <laughs> you know, I, this is what's happening, you know, mm -hmm. and they are the type of friend where they know how to handle that. And we do end up, you know, or I end up feeling revived or rejuvenated because of what they're able to do, you know, but I try intentionally not to just like bleh, all over yeah. everybody. <laughs> no, these are great tips because, because we do need to first take care of our physical needs. I'd never thought about looking at the environment around you, but you're right. If you clean even something up, it gives you a sense of accomplishment and it almost pulls you forward. It's like starting a ball rolling, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it, it makes such a huge difference. And I love what you say about surrounding yourself with people that are that can be a positive influence in your life and, and that different people fill different roles. Because there are times yeah. we're going to need somebody to just listen to our sob story and there's times we're going to need some cheering up, you know. And so um, it's good to have a variety of friends who you can turn to when, when you're struggling. 
Yeah. And there are things that you can do that will literally change your energetic vibration. Now, this might sound hippy dippy woo woo, but <laughs> thoughts um, and energy absolutely work together. And I, in fact, it was the same girlfriend who's always introducing me to new ideas and fun activities and things. She had me read this book and it was really eye opening to me. It introduced to me the idea of energy and how, I mean, it's not like I couldn't have figured this out by myself, but I had never really thought about it in these terms. When you're feeling sad and depressed, almost nothing will pull you up, you know, because you're you're pretty committed to staying down at the bottom of the barrel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the and those literally are the words that describe the lowest despair, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where there is no hope. And I love that your podcast fo- focuses on hope. Hope is such a powerful thing. It is my all-time favorite theme in literature and movies. But anyway, (laughs) hope is a really powerful thing. I do want to share with your audience some coping techniques. And in fact, I have a free gift for your audience. Ooh, we love free gifts. Oh, good. I'm going to rattle off some various coping techniques that are helpful. Um, And you won't remember them all, even if you try to write them all down. And so you can just go to this website, findingjoytoday.net. And you just click on the box, give me your email address, and I will shoot that to you in an email. And you'll have the whole document of all of these coping techniques. And then before I forgot, I also have a second gift. And that is right before the pandemic, I I create online courses. And I had noticed a lot of people talking about depression and anxiety in my extended family. And I knew that there was a need. So I created this course. And so it's an online course um, offered at lifelonglearningeducation.com. But as soon as the coronavirus hit and I saw depression and anxiety levels skyrocket, Mm -hmm. I knocked the price of this course down so you can save 90% off wow. of that course and you use the code corona 2020 <laughs> <laughs> and i think i calculated i think basically with the discount it's like $10 for that whole course wow. um, but that also will give you tons of coping techniques and ideas and not all of them will work but some of them will and Mm -hmm. that's all it takes is to just get a few that work and so as I was talking earlier about this vibration uh, the lowest levels are despair and anxiety and stress and um, you know hopelessness and there are little things you can do and picture a ladder so as you're climbing up this ladder trying to get out of the pit of despair literally Mm -hmm. each little activity or exercise or thing that you do can bring you up one rung on that Mm. ladder until you get to that top which literally is a different vibration the energy is actually different it vibrates much higher and the highest level on that rung is gratitude Mm. and that's a simple exercise is to keep a gratitude journal or to focus on the good things that exist in your life um but so some of the little things that I'm going to tell you here in just a second will 
give you some ideas of those things that you could do. But back to my dad and how I grew up and my sisters and my brother and I, we all had that same mentality, like just suck it up already Hmm. until my um, one, I won't say who, but somebody in my extended family married into a family that actually had clinical depression in their family. Like Mm. it's a genetic component and it has attacked, I should say, because it's kind of an unfair, vicious enemy that attacks this family genetically for generations. And my twin sister is a nurse practitioner. And the two of us were like, we kind of had the same epiphany, like, wow, there's an actual genetic component to depression. There Mm -hmm. are people that really need medicinal support. It's not a matter of just suck it up. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of, I need some physical chemical help so that I can make better choices or have the ability to even try some of these coping techniques. So I absolutely recognize that now. And if anybody needs therapy, there is no shame whatsoever. You just need additional support and there's nothing wrong with it. And I know people that go in for like marriage counseling. I have friends that say, yeah, we just went in for a quick tune up, you know, like Mm. everybody, every marriage struggles at times and Everybody needs a tune-up, whether it's individually or in relationships. And so I think that's a really healthy way to look at it, to just say, hey, I need a little tune-up or I need a little extra help. So anyway, you can kind of categorize coping styles into three categories. One is instrumental coping, which is more problem-focused methods. Um, Then there's emotional coping, which focuses more on obviously your emotions, your attitudes, your mentality. And then the third one is avoidance. And so I'll Mm. share just a few of what those mean. Um, So we actually talked already about some um, problem focused, some instrumental coping, like physical health, spotting patterns, looking for habits. Like when I realized that once a month, my attitude was different. (laughs) (laughs) There's a physical component that's affecting my ability to think correctly, or at least for me, you know, so look for patterns and triggers. Um, Make an if then list. Like for me, I, like I told you, I have a terrible sweet tooth. I loved working at Le Cordon Bleu, teaching classes. I ate some amazing food. And so I had to write a little if-then list. If I am feeling snackish and I want sugar, then I will, you know, drink herbal tea instead or, you know, try to come Mm -hmm. up with reasonable alternatives. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. There's times <laughs> where I just have to have that cheeseburger or bacon or, you know, whatever. And that is okay. We're humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talked obviously a little bit about faith and how another instrumental coping technique is to apply your values. So if you 
our religious to understand that there are lessons to be learned. And that's one thing that I shared with my student is to say, instead of looking at this new challenge in your life that you didn't welcome, instead of look at it as an opportunity to learn and grow and to ask yourself, what should I be learning from this? Mm-hmm. So I felt like I had learned so much after my first miscarriage. So I was kind of surprised when I had a second and a third. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. I thought I learned all the important stuff. <laughs> Why am I doing this again? Well, sure enough, there were still yet more lessons that I needed to learn. Not that's why necessarily I had miscarriages, but I certainly took the opportunity to dig deeper and find out, all right, what is there yet for me to learn from having this experience? Um, we Obviously, we talked about physical things, exercise, nutrition, hydrating, just simply Ooh. being dehydrated, you can get a headache and be cranky and not think straight and react in a way that you wouldn't normally if you were, you know, drinking good, clean water. Um, be really clear about what you want. And that has to do with standing up for yourself by explaining your expectations and even your boundaries. So for example, whenever my husband and I travel and we love to travel. So this whole pandemic has really frustrated us because we had (laughs) all these fun trips planned and we've had to cancel them all, but you know, whatever. Um, So whenever we do leave on a trip, usually when we're in the car, either headed out or in the car headed to the airport, depending on how far we're traveling, we'll say to to each other, okay, what are your expectations for this trip? What would you like to have happen on this trip? So for example, if I'm like, well, I got to see every touristy attraction that I possibly can in this city. And my husband's like, well, I just wanted to take a nap and read (laughs) what? Then we were like, okay, well, we, now we got, now we know, now we know we need a compromise, you know? Yeah. So it's really helpful to actually verbalize that because sometimes we don't know, like I'll be a really upset and I'll think, why am I so upset? And then I realize, oh, it's because I didn't get what I wanted. I'm throwing a tantrum. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't even know I wanted that thing until I didn't get it. You know what I mean? No, and that's true. And that's where I remember attending a class a number of years ago. It was when I was newly married. And the lady giving the class gave it all on expectations. And she said, often when we're upset, it's because we didn't get what we expected. That picture in our head of how we mm-hmm. thought things would play out didn't happen. And right. so we're like, oh, dang it. But she said, often we forget to verbalize that. We forget huh. to tell people, this is what I'd like to see happen. And so I know that's something that I've had to learn to, like, especially on, if we have a Saturday you know, I always ask, start the day off asking my husband, what, what are your expectations for today? What do you see happening for today? Because often he's got a list in his brain. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, those are your expectations. Here's what I need to get done too. You know, so just as we balance that out and add to the, the mix, all the needs of the children that day, you know, sometimes we're like, okay, obviously we're not going to get everything done today, but what can we do? You know, so it's, it's a balance and that's life, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And to plan ahead and visualize any potential obstacles like, okay, I'm going to go to this party. There are going to be delicious fattening foods. How am I going to handle that? Or I know so-and-so is going to be at that party and I can't stand listening to that person drone on and on and on. How am I going to politely excuse myself from having a conversation? Yeah, I mean, that was a terrible example, but, but to actually anticipate 
possible roadblocks along your mm, journey. So you I can have that. a plan ahead of time and maybe even role play. Yeah. And then uh, uh, another thing is to identify your power hours. In other words, what are the hours of the day where you really are the most effective? Well, that's when you get your tough stuff done, whether it's working or having a challenging conversation with somebody or whatever, schedule meetings during those power hours. And I love that in our culture today, people are using the word intentional. That never really was mm. in the typical American vocabulary. Now you hear people saying, I'm doing this with intention, or I'm going to wake up and with intention, create my day. And I love that people are more aware of the power that they have to create the day that they want. Here's a silly story. I was in Costco. Um, one, this is many years ago, but I was in Costco and I was in a hurry and I had to get some whatever, whatever I had to get. And so I had my little cart and I'm racing through the aisles and I noticed everybody was like really cranky. Everybody would look at me and grimace or growl. And I was like, what is up with everybody? Wow. You know? And I, so I racing through this store, getting all this stuff done, finally get in my car, start to back out. And I look in my rear view mirror and I realized all those people were reacting to me. I was the one that was cranky and frustrated and angry and had that on my face. I mean, I literally saw that on my face when I got in the mirror and I was like, wow. oh, oops. And so <laughs> we can create to some extent what we experience in the world by simply creating a positive, happy environment and so I created, you mentioned a, a podcast that I have. I was invited to create this podcast um, called Daily Inspirational Quotes. And I was thrilled to, first of all, be extended that invitation from this company. And every day I get to share these inspiring thoughts. And I have a little Facebook group called The Same Thing. And people will say, oh, you just made my day. And that little Facebook group is filled with people who are in such happy, good moods because they're there with the intention of inspiring each other. And I mm. love that. Um, anyway, so, oh, another thing here, we're still on that very first strategy and I know we're running out of time, but another tip is to simply do one thing at a time. You know, I'm all about multitasking and I feel like I'm getting all this stuff done, but honestly, they have studied brain waves and they can scientifically now prove that a human being can really only focus on one thing for 90 seconds. Wow. And then you could take, you know, a five second break and then do something else. But as I feel like I'm doing all this stuff at the same time, I realize I'm not giving any one of those things 100% of my effort. Right. And, and we get depressed when we expect too much of ourselves, well, why can't I do 50 things at the same time? You know, mm -hmm. well, cause you can't. So stop trying, you know, don't expect to do so many things. And my husband and I laugh and just say, once we started having kids, we really had to lower our standards and our expectations because everything takes way longer than you ever think it would. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah, I remember after we had our first baby, just the the goal that I set was seriously to get a shower. Exactly. That was it. I know. That was it. Besides I taking know. care of the baby, I just wanted a shower. That was seriously my first goal and I thought, "Oh my gosh, I used to get all this done and I was working and 
now I can barely get a shower, you know? So sometimes life throws you curveballs or life circumstances change and you have to learn to pivot and say, (laughs) like you say, whatever, okay, this is how it is now. (laughs) Right. And there have been many times in my life and I I don't ever want to trivialize any challenge that anybody's going through because there have been many times in my life where I my living circumstances, my life is nowhere near where I thought it was going to be because of these things that were outside forces affecting the quality of my life or what, without getting all into all my details. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there are, when, when those occasions happen, that's when you have to kind of embrace that whatever and know it's not permanent. Eventually it will pass through and I'm being super vague because, you know, you could probably think of a million circumstances that would be permanent, like, mm-hmm. you know, being permanently paralyzed. Well, okay, maybe that one is permanent, mm-hmm. but you never know. I mean, there's still always hope. I don't know. I guess I'm always thinking of hope. But let's talk about, um, do we have time to talk about some emotional strategies? Yeah. So let's take a quick break. But when we get back, let's 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 build on what you've already taught us about some coping strategies for physical and, and talk about some of these emotional strategies that we can add to our resources that we can draw from when we are struggling and need help. How many of you out there feel like your life is chaotic, crazy, and completely awful compared to the norm? What if I were to tell you that you are normal for you? I am so excited to announce that my book, Normal For Me by Tamara K. Anderson is now available for purchase on Amazon. This book took me 10 years to write and I share 20 years worth of lessons learned in my life detours, including being in a car accident and having two of my children diagnosed on the autism spectrum. In this book, I share the secrets of how I made it from despair to peace with God's help. I also include a bonus diagnosis survival guide at the very end of my Normal For Me book. The diagnosis survival guide includes 12 tips to survive and thrive in tough times. Wouldn't you like to know what those are? So what are you waiting for? Grab your copy of Normal For Me today on Amazon. And we're back. I've been talking with Dr. Trina Boyce about techniques that we can use when we are struggling with stress, anxiety, or depression. And we've kind of talked about physical ideas that we can use. And now we're transitioning into emotional tips and strategies. So uh, another thing that I really like that's happening in our culture uh, is that everybody is now considering meditation a viable technique. Like mm-hmm. it used to just be for hippies and people that were kind of <laughs> weird. But now everybody realizes there is some great uh, good that can be had by meditation. And of course, prayer is a form of meditation. Um, thinking about mindfulness is now another part of our common vernacular. People yes. are more mindful. And I love that. Breathing and doing breathing exercises is also something that like the average person knows how to do and that that literally lowers your heart rate. That's super effective. Um, Something as simple as 
taking five minutes during a, you know, a stressful moment or a time of the day where you're normally stressed out or don't have energy or whatever, or, you know, somebody's going to come home and they're going to bring bad voodoo energy into the house. <laughs> Watch some YouTube videos, get some laughter going. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to podcasts like yours or my little inspirational podcast is so short. You can mm-hmm. bang that out in three minutes or less. Literally, it's all, that's all it is, is three minutes every day. And then if you have an Echo device, I mentioned I, I love these voice assistants. Now, if I say her name, she's probably going to start talking because she's sitting right next <laughs> to me. But if I say, here, we'll do this experiment and then I'll have to tell her to stop. If I say, Alexa, motivate me. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single. <laughs> and then she starts sharing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she'll tell you thoughts or quotes or a whole story or whatever. So again, surround yourself with things that provide moments of joy or laughter. Um, and then, okay, so that's kind of emotional stuff because we had talked a lot about emotion stuff earlier. And then mm-hmm. this last category is avoidance coping. Um, so one technique is to challenge your assumptions. That means try to reframe the way that you see daily events so that you'll feel more hopeful about them. Like, again, my, my student, why do these things happen? Well, right. what, what is it you can learn from them? You know, reframe that. Seek healthy alternatives. Um, keep practicing these style or these various techniques Consider counseling or medication if you need additional support. Limit your screen time is huge, right? Yes. So they, in fact, I just started watching this uh, show on Netflix. Everybody's kind of talking about it right now. Um, uh, What's it called? The Social Dilemma. Have you seen that? I have not. I only got about 20 minutes into it and um, moved on to some other stuff, but... Uh, you know, it's bringing out the scientific information that we already knew that when we spend any amount of time on social media, we will be comparing ourselves in a hot minute to how we are inferior, how our Mm. lives are less than everybody else's. And that makes you depressed and discouraged. And the reality is everybody is doing their hair and makeup and they're only showing you the shining the spotlight on the happy, good, positive things in their life. They're yes. not shining the spotlight when they're curled into a fetal position on their bed eating potato chips. Right? <laughs> so you have to remember, put that, you know, reframe what you're seeing as, you know, hooray, we're happy for you. It's not the full story. Mm-hmm. Um, another technique is to stop catastrophizing. That means thinking of worst case scenarios. I grew up with a mother who was a worrier. And I remember even as a young girl thinking, huh, you know, that worrying isn't really solving the problem. It's not preventing the problem. And in fact, there might not even be a problem. My mother would worry about all these worst case scenarios that never happened. And I realized they were just simply stealing moments of joy away from her in her day-to-day life. And so... I always felt like, you know what, if it happens, we're going to deal with it. And if it doesn't happen, great, you know, or vice Mm -hmm. versa. If you want it to happen, just whatever happens, whatever, we'll deal with it. Now I'm not, not to say don't be prepared, you know, and that kind of thing, but don't spend all your time stealing your joy by focusing on all the horrible things that could happen. Yeah. uh, My mom also, my mom says, uh, why worry when you can pray? 
And I've always loved that little saying because, you know, often we are truly worried about something and, and just remembering that we have the capability of taking that problem and that challenge that we're worried about and just giving it to God. Exactly. And then I'll just end on this one um, to fill your heart and soul and mind with loving thoughts from yourself. We are our worst enemy. You know, we do something maybe silly or dumb or even make a mistake. And just if anybody's like me listening out there, I'm instantly, I'm the worst person in the world. I'm the ugliest person. In the world. I can't do anything right. Right. You know, yeah. I totally go into a pity party and I say horrible things to myself that I would never say to any other human being. So why would I say that to myself? And mm-hmm. words have power. As an author, I absolutely believe that. And whether it's spoken or written, they absolutely have power to create. So, you know, sometimes people make fun of people that repeat these um, positive affirmations, you know, I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. You look in the mirror, I'm amazing, you know, and yet you don't believe it because you think you're not pretty or amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do something dumb, then just say, you know what? That was totally stupid. It's a good thing. I'm not a stupid person. I'm going to mm-hmm. learn from that and never do it again. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of going into a big pity party and then for what it's worth, there are moments when we're just going to have a pity party and that's yep. okay too. You can have a party, but it can only last for 30 minutes, set your timer (laughs) and then move on. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. That's so fun. Oh my goodness. These tips are so incredibly helpful. And, and I know that you, maybe you listeners are listening to these and you're going, Oh my gosh, I can't do all of them. And I think the point that, that Trina and I would love you to understand is pick one Pick one. Maybe maybe you're going to focus first on just thinking positive thoughts about yourself and not saying anything to yourself that you would never say to anybody else. Think, I am capable. I can do this one little thing today. And maybe just start the ball rolling there and, and tell yourself that you're going to say positive things to yourself today and start with that. So you don't have to start and do 20 things all at once the beauty of changing life is it's change starts with a single step and so if you're feeling discouraged and don't know what to do and don't know where to turn and there's one of these things that you feel like oh i should try that try it and, and, and don't feel like you're, you're all alone. There are others out there to help you with this. And if you are feeling suicidal and need to talk to somebody today, right away, you can call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. And they, they can help you. They can talk you through that because... I promise you, whatever you're facing, you can get help. You don't have to go through it alone. There are people out there that are so happy and willing to help you and make sure that tomorrow and the next day and the next day, 
and maybe next month are better than what you're dealing with right now. Before we close, I wanted to share a powerful verse of scripture that I've been thinking about today, and it is found in Romans chapter 8. So when you're feeling discouraged, this is a powerful chapter in the Bible to turn to, and you'll if you want to turn to verse 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. So when we are feeling overwhelmed, discouraged, downtrodden, or someone that we love is, read this verse. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. So sometimes we don't even know what to pray for. But here's the latter part of the verse. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Isn't that beautiful? That that the Spirit, that our feelings and how we're feeling inside, that God knows those and He is making intercession for us. He is pleading, Jesus Christ is pleading before the Father for our case. Bless Tamara, she's really struggling today. And I that just brings me such hope that God is there and and he's pleading for me today. And then if you'll go down just a little bit farther in the chapter to verse 35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? So you, we can add a stress and depression and anxiety. We can add all those to that list. And then down to verse 38, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So no matter where you are in life, no matter what you've done, no matter how in the depths of despair you're feeling right now, Jesus Christ loves you and nothing you do or think or say will ever change that. So you can rely on that. That is a sure anchor. And I hope that brings you hope. Oh my goodness, Trina. Well, we have had quite the conversation today and I'm just so thankful that you've been willing to share this, um, these amazing tips with the, my listeners today. Now, Trina, there's going to be people who want to connect with you after listening to all your amazing stories and experiences. What, where is the best way that they can find you? Um, I'm kind of all over. If you <laughs> Google my name, you'll find me, Trina Boyce. On social media, I'm Trina Boyce. Um, but if you want this little free gift, go to findingjoytoday.net and it'll talk a little bit about that online course and send you uh, or give you a link that you can also click on that takes you to that online course if you'd like to check that out. And then it also will give you a link to take you off in the other direction to find my podcast. Um, I'm on YouTube. I've got four different channels and those do have different names. One of them is my name. One is Movie Review Mom. Another one is called Empty Nest Travel Hacker. And I started that one when my husband and I thought we were empty nest, empty nesters there for a, a quick minute. And so I haven't had time to post a whole lot of content on there. And then I have another one that supports all of my online courses called Lifelong Learning Education. 
Love it. So, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your lifelong education or just a smidge of it with us today and talking everything about anxiety, coping skills for anxiety, stress, and depression. So this has just been phenomenal. Trina, thank you so much for sharing your stories of hope and helping us realize that we can cope with hope as well. Thank you so much, Tamara. You are awesome. And I love all the good that you're pouring into the world with your podcast. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. I know that there are many of you out there that are going through a hard time, and I hope you found things that have been useful today as you listen to the podcast. If you would like to access the show notes from today's podcast, visit my website. It is storiesofhopepodcast.com. That is where you'll find favorite quotes from today's episode and shareable memes. And those are fun because you can share them with your friends on social media. You will also find the links mentioned throughout today's episode so you don't have to remember what those were. And also all the tips that were shared. Sometimes tips are shared so much throughout an episode you forget. What were those great things? So go to the show notes, storiesofhopepodcast.com to look up these fantastic resources. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a tip that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this episode with them. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help bear that burden. Above all else, remember God loves you.